This podcast is for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be financial or investment advice. Seek a licensed professional for investment advice about crypto or any other investment. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Blazing Crypto Podcast. We are Justin and Brandon coming to you the week of May 23rd, and this is a market update edition of the podcast. So Justin, we've got markets going sideways, ranging sideways, chopping sideways. Um, I don't know about you, I'm battling seasonal allergies again or continually. Uh, so it, month of May has been quite the interesting month. So how are you doing on your end? What are you doing to keep yourself busy um, as we as we look at this this market update podcast? Yeah, so recently, it's I actually got a new job a few weeks, well, I guess about a month ago. Uh, so that's been keeping me busy. Uh, I guess it's always top of mind, which is a good thing. But um, yeah, so that's helped me stay distracted. But overall, it does seem like a lot has happened since the last time we were here, I guess a week ago. So one of the things I wanted to get into there is, is like far as a, a market update, um, I guess uh, we want to talk about Bitcoin here in this episode. Um, so a lot of a lot of the discussions we've had recently, you know, kind of how has Bitcoin been performing, kind of like in the global the global financial markets at, at a whole. But uh, I know Brandon, you've got a lot of interest in that in that side of things. I find it interesting, but you you're more of a guru than I am. Uh, so kind of like, what's your take on Bitcoin right now, as kind of you see it across all markets? Yeah, I think, you know, my crypto Twitter has has, you know, is talking a lot more about, um, you know, what we might call macro markets, global markets, um, how one thing is sort of interacting with the other. And it's less about, you know, the thing itself, the market itself. Um, So it's almost like less, you know, Bitcoin analysis and more like how will Bitcoin trade like against this other thing or how will this thing going on in Europe affect our U.S. economy, and everybody's kind of zoomed out a little bit. So we'll try to stay, you know, keep our feet on the ground a little bit, but there are a few things that we wanted to cover. Um, And I know people, as far as markets go, you know, some people are in, you know, stock market primarily, and they dabble in crypto. Some people are primarily in crypto, they dabble in stocks. So again, we we respect that people are along a wide range on, on the spectrum here. But I think all of this matters right now. It's not just sort of interesting. It actually is impactful. Um, not sure that you need to go out and trade against what we're going to talk about tonight, but I think it is good to be informed in this season. So kind of a big point off the top. Um, in, a, in a podcast a month or two ago, Justin, we talked about this, and I wanted to bring this back up. So we talked about how in the past, you know, Bitcoin has been, driven by um, miners, mining activity, the halvening cycle, um, the four-year cycle based on the mining and halvening activity, and how basically in the last year, two years, essentially the primary buyer of Bitcoin, the primary buyer of crypto changed. It changed to be an institutional buyer. So think about Wall Street, hedge fund, pension fund. Um, someone that's doing a lot of buying, but also a lot of trading. And the trading can be buying, the trading can also be selling. So the reason I bring that up here is we've really started to see, and this this started getting talked about six, nine months ago, 12 months ago. But basically, right now, Bitcoin is very tightly, almost completely correlated 
to the U.S. dollar, to the stock market, um, and not just sort of tech stocks, but like stock market funds in general. And basically what I mean by that is if, if and with U.S. dollar, I should say it's inversely correlated. So U.S. dollar gains strength, stock market Bitcoin go down. And it's, it's, it's almost a relationship to one from a correlation standpoint. I'm not a, a huge math person, but I know enough to, to understand that. So basically, again, U.S. dollar up, stock market Bitcoin down. U.S. dollar down, stock market Bitcoin up. And, that, and the, the, the dollar, just meaning the strength of the dollar, it's normally measured on the DXY index, if that's of interest to you. The reason why that's important is just to understand that Bitcoin is being traded like, almost like a growth tech equity, um, almost like a tech stock. And it's just something that we need to know. Like it, It's not just happenstance, it's because the institutional buyer is, is, is basically the one in the driver's seat. And everyone is responding to the monetary policy announcements from the Fed. They're responding to the um, the uh, inflation updates every month about where we are in the uh, in the consumer uh, CPI data, consumer uh, pricing index. So, I want to take a sidestep for a second. And again, like you said, Justin, we're talking about Bitcoin in this episode. Um, Altcoins are not correlated to the stock market right now, right? Altcoins are kind of doing their own thing, and and they are you know further out on the risk curve. We're not even going to talk about NFTs, uh, which are even like exponentially further out on the risk curve than than altcoins. Um, I haven't seen a lot of discussion in terms of Ethereum, in terms of how tightly that's correlated. But again, Ethereum is going to be a lot more closely correlated to Bitcoin than altcoins are. But again, zooming out, big point. Right now, Bitcoin is doing whatever the stock market is doing, and that is being driven heavily by the strength or lack thereof of the U.S. dollar. Okay, a lot of nerdy stuff, I know. (laughs) I think one of the big things people just need to understand right now, I mean, if you look at Bitcoin, it literally looks like um, what's that thing that measures your heart if you're in the hospital, and it's just like measuring the beats of your heart up and down. So there's up and down activity, but it's basically moving completely sideways. I mean, that's what Bitcoin is doing, um, and it's almost like we're waiting for the next announcement, right? Like it, it, it's kind of it's kind of funny. The whole thing, the whole market's like hooked up to this machine, and we're just sort of waiting. And it it sort of feels fifty fifty. Will we will we go up? Will we go down? And so I, I I introduce this topic that way because normally the markets do not behave this tightly, right? Um, we're sort of in a general pattern up or a general pattern down. But everything is constricted, tight, everything's tightly correlated, and it, it's just usually not exactly that way. It is a little bit, but this is this is kind of this is a unique aspect about our current time frame. So kind of the next big thing that's coming up is I think it's Thursday morning early. I don't know exactly why the timing is what it is, but Thursday morning, um, the upcoming June FOMC minutes come out from the, the meeting that the Fed has. Really what you need to understand about that is, I'll be brief on this point, is so they are going to announce basically how much interest rates are going up from like the central bank perspective, from a lending perspective. Um, Normally it's like it's been assumed 50 basis points. Um, Anyway, we are in a season of quantitative tightening or QT. When we were printing money 18 months ago, that was a season of quantitative easing or QE. 
So basically now the Fed is moving to raise interest rates. The Fed is moving to take money off the board, which is why the dollar is gaining strength. So I hope I hope those pieces and sort of sliding scales make sense. But essentially, what you can expect to see more than likely is if on Thursday, uh, assuming depending on when you listen to this, Thursday, May 26th, you know, if the Fed comes out and says, you know, we're going to do another 50 basis point hike and we expect to, you know, to, to keep it that way, you may see markets take a relief bounce upward. Okay, good. It's not worse than we thought. You know, we feel a little more comfortable taking on some risk. If it's less than that, or it seems like the, the key word here is dovish, if the Fed comes out and it seems like they're going to be less severe in these rate hikes, you may see a more aggressive move upward in the markets. Uh, and again, on the other side, right, if they, the operative word is hawkish, if the Fed comes out and, 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 and does a 75 basis point hike and, and the markets feel like that's going to continue in, in a more aggressive direction, then you're going to see maybe some significant movement down. The big idea here is that it's kind of completely out of our control, right? And that's why it's like, I, I don't have anything on leverage. I'm not in any trades. Um, I have no idea what's going to happen. And, and it, you know, it, it really does depend almost completely on the Fed, completely on what this consumer pricing index inflation data says. And again, that's why we want to bring this information to you. Normally, we, we don't even talk about this stuff because it's just, it doesn't really pertain to what we're, what we're doing. Um, the last thing I want to point out, and I don't really have an, an axe to grind here. I don't have an agenda here, but, but historically, uh, markets have done well in election years. We are in an election year. It's a midterm election. Um, I'm kind of in the, we'll see what happens territory because normally election years also are not historic inflation years. Um, but who knows, who knows what the current administration will do or the fed will do or whoever will do to sort of make things a little bit better in an election season. Again, I really, really don't know. I have no prediction. I'm sort of just bringing the analysis, uh, and hopefully that's that's helpful. So, Justin, anything to clarify there? I hope some of that made sense. I know it's a bit it's a bit blurry at times. No, I think you did a great job of. Uh, it's I could listen to that like ten times in a row, you know, and and I, I'd be learning little things along the way. Um, but I think you did a great job of kind of. Um, thoroughly, you know, explaining all of that stuff. One of the things that I think that stood out in my mind while while that was going on was, wow, this is complicated. Like, there's so many layers, right? And it it just feels complex. Um, and I think that actually leads in in our, our next question um, that I've gotten a number of times uh, from people. It's basically the question is, hey, is is Bitcoin really a hedge against inflation? And I, I think. A big reason that's that's an important question or it's a common question is partly because of all these layers of complexity right like <laughs> it almost like it uh, it can affect a lot of the different aspects of Bitcoin's place in the market so I guess yeah that's so leading to that next question that next question then is Bitcoin really a hedge against inflation um, what would be your take on that Brandon yeah, and I assume I assume that question comes in from the standpoint of okay, inflation is going up, but Bitcoin's price is going down. So how is that actually a hedge against inflation? Because you know, shouldn't it be going up, or shouldn't it be right. going up faster? I assume I assume that's the angle there. Yeah, and I I think that that friction or that tension makes sense. In other words, like oh man, I thought I was I was going to be in Bitcoin to sort of 
preserve value, why is it going down? So I think let's start with, um, it's a great question, by the way, defining and explaining what a hedge against inflation is or sort of what would qualify something to be a hedge against inflation. So when we talk about, just I'm, I'm going to sort of assume nothing here. When we talk about inflation, we're talking about the strength and value of the U.S. dollar. That, that's like that's what that means. Um, inflation specifically, you know, refers to basically how many how many U.S. dollars things cost. You know, it's not talking about land and it's not talking about gold. Those things may themselves also be considered hedges against inflation. So again, we're talking about the U.S. dollar. Um, I think what makes something qualify to be a hedge is, is some again number one something that basically moves in um, like is inversely correlated with the dollar. So if the dollar is down, the hedge against inflation asset, the hedge asset should, should be up to a proportional degree, right? Um, and, and vice versa, if the U.S. dollar is strong and it's going, it's going, uh, gaining strength, then we expect the hedge asset to be, to be, to be down in a proportional uh, amount. So in that regard, you know, I would say what's what's what doesn't sort of make sense on the surface is inflation is going up, and that is a that is an outcome, that is a consequence of actions that happened in the last two years. And I mean, you know, it, again, seasons of inflation and stuff happen, right? It's not like a, it wouldn't have happened if we hadn't printed a dollar. It, it's some, you know, stuff just happens like this. But um, to, to bring that in for a landing, when the U.S. government, the Fed, was printing dollars, when they were inf- actually doing the work of inflating the value of the U.S. dollar, the U.S. dollar was going down in value. Um, pretty pretty precipitously, actually. And in that season, of course, Bitcoin, gold, you know, silver, metals, commodities, whatever, those things, I, I should say, well, let's just talk about Bitcoin here for a second. There's some, <laughs> there's some uh, complications yeah. with some of the other assets. I, I, and I'm not, I'm not an expert on metals and commodities, so I need to not, not, not loop those in there, um, lump those in there, excuse me. Bitcoin was going up in value, and it was doing it again. It, it was it was you know inversely correlated, right, in proportion to the movement of the dollar. So, I, the, my answer to that is is actually yes. Like Bitcoin has performed effectively as a hedge against inflation, because instead of your U.S. dollars going down thirty percent in value in purchasing power, which is what inflation is measuring against here. Um. The dollars you put in Bitcoin were actually gaining value greater than thirty percent. Okay, so that was your hedge. Um, right now, the dollar is 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 about as strong as it's been in like five to eight years. So right now, strong dollar equals you know, I hate to say weaker Bitcoin, right? But like like Bitcoin falling in value, stock market falling in value, and that's the way it works. So yeah, the answer would be great question, but. Bitcoin actually is functioning as a classical hedge asset against inflation. It's doing its job. I think the key thing there is in, in the context, you know, where did you buy Bitcoin? You know, if you bought Bitcoin in the 50s and 60s, you basically bought at the end of that time frame, right? So now yeah. now you're kind of eating the loss and you didn't experience the gain. If you bought under 10K or under 20K, then you gained a lot of that value when it was 
performing that aspect of the hedge against the positive side of the hedge against inflation, if I can say it that way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but yeah, it, it has fulfilled that purpose. It is fulfilling that purpose. No, I think it, uh, you know, one of the big things that I was reminded of while you were talking there was when in doubt, zoom out, you know, we've mentioned that a few times and it's like, it's really, I guess the smaller time frames you focus on, right? Everything just becomes a lot foggier each layer you go down. So I think that's that a lot of times I just got to get that out of the way and zoom out. And I think that becomes a much more clear picture, I think, of really what, you know, what Bitcoin is um, or how it's been performing over the last decade. Yeah, I need to I need to pull in one thing really quickly. We talked a couple of weeks ago about like what is the relationship of the news and, and how does the news combine yeah. with the markets and what's the relationship? And we, we had some fun with that. I did see an article on Sunday night. Um, so um, the stock market futures data comes out Sunday night, I don't know, eight or nine o'clock or something. And there was an article. So the stock market was up on Sunday night. And so there was an article that published with the headline, um, stock market grows as U- U.S. considers um, ending some like partial bans on China exports or something like that. And it's just like, no, <laughs> like I know those two things happen in, in close time frame. That's not what's going on here. Um, yeah. Like you said, Justin, like we are trying not to make it complex. We are trying to demonstrate that it is it is complex and. Yeah. Um, and we just have to accept it for what it is. So, Justin, I'm curious, you know, again, you don't have to understand everything we just talked about to have success investing. That's that's kind of a first point I would make, right? You, like if, if, if 90% of that was over your head, I honestly wouldn't really worry about it, just to be honest. I'm interested in it. It's fascinating. But Justin, from your standpoint, you know, like you said, you're not as much of a, you know, into that space. What are some like application points? What what are some pointers here for you, given all of these complexities, uncertainties, and realities? Well, the first pointer would be I need to do more reading or podcast listening. <laughs> like I want to, I want to, I want to <laughs> research this stuff more. Right? I'm more fascinated than you should listen right. to our. You should listen. You should listen to our podcast. Oh, maybe I'll maybe I'll try that once. <laughs> but but yeah, I just I think. That's that's the big takeaway. That's cheating, though. Uh, so I think I don't know. I, I I for some reason, as Bitcoin has become more correlated to stock market and everything that you're describing, it's just become easier for me to be patient. Almost, I think, because it's like, oh, it's becoming more familiar. I don't know, I don't know if that makes sense, but um, I think it's a big takeaway: is be patient, like you know, and, and just have time on your side because it's every time I've done that, it's worked out in my favor almost. So yeah, it's a good, it's a good principle. Yeah. And I, I will affirm the, the patient side. Um, you know, I will affirm that. And I'm also going to like throw sort of a counterweight on that uh, in yeah. addition to that and also say, be prepared and be ready to act. Right. And so it, it's like, Patience, patience, patience and urgency, you like both of those need to be turned up Um, in a bear market. You know, you don't you don't really need to act quickly, but you need to act decisively. 
in one sense you do have a long time frame but there's going to be zones that you can buy and when those zones hit like you've got to be ready um we mentioned in discord this week just just this i mean the idea right of just i shared a story where i think the year was 2012 it was august or so uh, i was at the beach and and the stock market was just it, it just took a plunge a nasty plunge and apple apple fell i forget 20 percent or something like that yeah and i was like oh man like i need to buy and i go to log into e-trade i hadn't logged in in a while it wanted me to confirm something it was going to take several days my bank had gotten disconnected and i thought oh shoot like i was not ready for that so just you know casual advice of if you're if you're thinking i need to set up this this exchange account or this wallet account, do it, right? If, if, if you're like, oh yeah, I did set the account up, but it, it's not linked to my bank account. It only take me, you know, seven minutes. Go ahead and do it, right? You need to be prepared um, because again, when those targets hit, you've already made the decision to act. It's just a matter of sort of, you know, enacting the plan. You've already made the plan, now enact it. And the patience comes in and waiting for those, those price targets to trigger. Yeah, I was I was almost trying not to laugh there, you know, as you were talking about that, just remembering a few different times where <laughs> we both knew like we need to act quickly and then we ran into some stupid issue, like, oh the firmware on my wallet isn't up to date. It's like, oh so yeah, that can there's a humorous side to that where like it'd be nice to avoid those lessons, right. that's for sure. I think And, uh, and to be fair, we mentioned I was going to mention in the last last episode, I mean, in one sense, you know, you had five months to buy at a certain zone on Bitcoin in 2018, 2019. So we don't mean like, you know, trip over yourself to get to your computer in time as if it's going to sell out. It's just more or less people just, you know, you delay, delay, delay. And what, you know, what thing six months ago did you mean to do and still haven't done yet? That's more of what I'm talking about. Yeah. No, it's always good to be prepared. I think one of the, um, yeah, I, I think one of the things I'm going to be continuing to watch is um, just looking at how Bitcoin, you know, and, and it's, I guess, correlation to the stock market and everything, just just to continue and see how that goes, um, do more reading on it. But also, I really want to kind of like see that in the context of some of the on-chain analytics um, that we have and because and, that's a whole other world that I also want to learn more about. But I think how those things relate is something I'm going to be looking for. Yeah, I mean, I didn't have that on my like my list uh, for the show, but like, yeah, I, in one sense, this is a great learning season yep. because things are happening more slowly. You don't have to keep up with as much. Even, even some you know of the launch schedule and new development slows down a little bit. I, I think, yeah, learning... You know, picking up a book or, or you know, uh, taking a few ideas or terms even from this episode and going out and, and researching um, is great. Um, speaking of that, we, you know, this sort of sounds like a broken record, I know, but I think especially in a bear market, we are in a bear market, um, pay more attention to development and adoption than price movement, right? Like, in other words, you know, don't be, I mean, price is going to do what it's going to do, right? I'm not going to stop it. Justin's not going to stop it. You know, I don't have those kind of funds. Um, I mean, the Fed can stop it, you know, do what they want to do. But the point is, you know, pay attention. You know, Justin, there, there's a piece of news you and I were, were looking at this morning of, of a, 
um, an app on Solana that is doing some really cool things. And so I sent it to you um, and I, I sort of put it on my on my short list of things to pay attention to. I added it to my watch list on my um, my, my phone app that I, I keep track of prices, right? Like um, pay attention to development because I can, I mean, I can assure you if you're listening, um, these crypto projects are moving forward. There is investment that's been, you just pumped into this space. Um, and, and a lot can change in a 12 to 18 month period. So pay more attention to development and, and adoption than price movement. Anything else, Justin, on your side of just pointers, things to keep keep in mind? No, I guess like uh, one of the things, anything that's developing during a bear market, to me, that's just like, that's a, that's a huge green flag that's like, yay, like go over there and learn more about that thing because, you know, a lot of times that's where opportunity lies. Um, so that's, I think, one of the big things for me. Um, yeah. And, and, and it's also keeping an open mind. Like it's really easy for me to be, I guess, emotionally like tied to the coins I'm watching now because, you know, those were the new coins, let's say two years ago. Um, and sometimes you just got to let, uh, let things fall off your radar. It'll work out, you know, to your advantage. <laughs> yeah. I, I was about for just a second on, on one point, you know, obviously I'm not a, a, um, a wealth advisor, financial advisor. Um, but I, you know, or, and <laughs> one thing that I, I have been reading about and trying to be smarter about is in a recession, um, cash is really important. Uh, the dollar is stronger, right? And I know the inflation stuff, you know, whatever, but, but the dollar is stronger. Cash is important. Um, assets are going lower. So in one sense, you know, just, just, you know, be reminded, you're not going to have exit opportunities with things that you bought in the last, you know, year or two, right? Um, so just, just as a note, like your, even your ability at work to earn us dollars is, is really valuable. Um, might even be some time to put some more effort in that to protect <laughs> your ability to earn U.S. dollars, right? I'm, I'm you know, even just being dead serious. Um, and, and even in the way that you you invest, um, I, I would I would just very much value keeping your powder dry. Yep. And, so, and, and, and that doesn't mean don't be buying assets. That's not what that means. I, but I, I do mean, you know, if Bitcoin goes from you know 30k right now, 20 is like 29,700, and you know the the announcement on Thursday is dovish, and Bitcoin pumps to 34, 36, like you know, don't go move in half of your stack that, of what you can spend in the next six months on that news, right? Like that that's the wrong that's the wrong play. Um, that's not the play I'm doing at least. Just be be patient, um, be patient. But again, I I expect. I'm trying to be careful with predictions here, but I I do not think, and Justin, I, I'm I'm sure that you don't think that 30k is the floor for Bitcoin in the next 18 months. Um, yeah. And and alts continue continue to fall. So patience is is not just a good thing to do. It it, it really is like it could be a massive differentiator. So again, yeah. I see all that in the context of everything else we've talked about. But again, cash is important, so just don't, just just be patient. Just be yep. patient.
I think a good healthy balance of like being patient um, and trying to exercise that, but also maintain, you know, that's why I DCA, right? So I have my DCA going every week or whatever. And I'm also trying to keep some powder dry to really take advantage of both, you know, both opportunities. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And part of the reason I'm keeping my powder dry is because there's a couple of, um, smash the button spots as I've kind of been referring to them where it's (laughs) like, yeah, if we see, if we see Solana at $30 or below, I'm going to hit the button about as many times as I can. Right. Uh, you know, Ethereum, whether it's $1,200 or whatever, there's just a few spots where I want to be ready to hit the button or have orders in place or whatever. Um, so yeah, again, it, it's a it's a tricky time. We're um, we're th- we're not going to come out of this overnight. There's literally nothing that really could happen right now. There's no piece of news. There's no announcement from the White House. Like there's nothing that's going to happen overnight that's going to change this. So just again, be patient. Take a few days off. You know, <laughs> but again, be but also balance balance that with being with being ready. Justin, that's all I got, man. That's all the update I got. No, I think that was good. That was a very educational update. It was like a market update, but with a, a, a you know a PhD on the side. <laughs> yeah, an edu educatorial. Um, the only thing I will say this: the only thing I have an earned PhD in is mixed metaphors. So I don't have a, a, an earned PhD in anything else. I don't. I don't think you dropped any of them this uh, this episode though. So we'll have to. Yeah, that's true. I need to. I need to sharpen my tools. <laughs> I need to sharpen my tools. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. Uh, For Justin, uh, I'm Brandon. Stay strong. Stay safe. Be good. We'll see you next time. For more information, check out our website at blazingcrypto.io. Additionally, if you have friends that are new to crypto, share our trailhead videos from our website, which is a great way to get introduced to crypto.